excited because i've blown it again dude we're only on episode three of season two and this is the second time i've started the show without pressing record i need a little checklist or a goddamn producer (laughs) someone to do this for us that'd be way cooler i know we've got (laughs) three video cameras two microphones a effing 12 channel mixing board (laughs) and there's too much going on I've been working since 8.30. I'm stuffed full of pizza. You're the man, bro. This is horrible. I've blown it again. So, Dude, take a sip of that. Sip, 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 sip. Thanks. That was good advice. My God. What? Lord have mercy on your soul. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, we're doing it again. We're doing it live. (laughs) And this will only be fixed on YouTube and on the podcast. If you see this on Twitter, like watching live or like going through our tweets later. This is the bloopers. You are going to see 10 minutes of exactly what we're about to do again. Okay. A little different this time. Not as organic when you make jokes about Gossip Girl. So (laughs) without further ado, Sam, what are you listening to right now? I'm listening to. I think I have an idea. Brothers by the Black Key. Mm. Now, at this yeah. point, do I feign uh, that I don't know what songs are on that album now Dude. like I did before? H- Howlin' For You. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. yeah. And um, what else? Tighten Up. <clears throat> Tighten, yeah, I knew that. And then do you know uh, Everlasting Light? Oh, yeah. Everlasting yeah. Light from the very start. Open up your heart. You'll never rip apart. Everlasting <laughs> Love. <laughs> yeah. But that's, you know, we did that joke already. Yeah. Except this time I rhymed heart with fart, Ooh. which is not in the original lyrics. It's not. So that's a that that's a new joke for Periscopers. Bye. Sam, do you remember who sang the version that I was imitating there? No. Carl Carlton. I just remember you had a tapeworm in your brain. Yeah, yeah. But the tapeworm in my brain was actually from what I've been listening to, and that tapeworm is from a little band called Mothser. <laughs> it's actually Whoa. Mother, but take the uh, take the E and replace it with an X. Dude, that's so metal. And what we discovered was that Sam doesn't know the difference between the Gilmore Girls and Gossip Girl, <laughs> which is good. That's a good thing. So, yeah, what Mother is is the character uh, played by Penn Badgley. Actually, I shouldn't have prefaced. I shouldn't have set it up that way. The character in Gossip Girl named Dan Humphrey, his real name is Penn Badgley, and he has a band called Mother. And I heard their first single. I was like, damn, this is like a tapeworm in my brain. Um, and I can't get it out. I can't get the pliers. Dude, that and, sounds like some lyrics right there. Yeah, right? <laughs> so the song was great. And so I finally bought the... I knew this. I've known this song for literally probably two years 
and I just bought the album. And it reminds me a lot of this other album I have by the vaccines. Um, I am not a big like new British music. Like I, I saw the vaccines with Interpol. What? Um, well, we det- we think late 2000s yeah. uh, British rock pop is kind of what Mother sounds like. But I actually prefer it. It's not as high energy mm-hmm. as some Interpol and some vaccines. Dude, I like Interpol. Do you? Yeah. Um, It's a little like monotonous for me. But s- Mother can be monotonous too. Mm. To be honest, I just got it and I've really only listened to the album once through. And that's never, especially for stuff that I'm not used to, that's not long right. enough to get a good feel for it. So I'll be listening to that more. We got to roll right into it. There was only like 90 minutes on the camera when we started, Dude. and now we're probably down to like 75. Probably like 70. YouTube, we're probably just going to like run out of space. What happens there? Let's go. What happened? Okay. <laughs> We've been talking about sophomore albums because this is our sophomore season of the podcast, and we've been counting down the five worst and five best sophomore albums side by side. Um, This week we are at number three. So again, prefacing how this situation works, we know, especially when we talk about the worst sophomore albums, that we're not really talking about the worst sophomore albums of the 90s. We're talking about probably the worst sophomore albums with respect to how anticipated they were or how good the band's first album was. We know last week we said the fourth worst album um, of of fourth worst sophomore album in the 90s was Lucy from Candlebox. The album we're going to talk about today, we agreed 10 minutes ago when we weren't recording that this album is better than that. Totally. But the anticipation of this one was so much higher than Lucy. Like Lucy completely fell flat. This album had enough play from the beginning that it went gold quickly. Mm. The problem is it's totally unmemorable for the most part and well anyway that third album third worst sophomore album is freak show from silver chair and you know we didn't really you were totally unaware of it we determined last time and i never really i talked about its relationship to no code the the release of this date got pushed back because no code was coming out and pearl jam was the behemoth of 90s rock what i didn't Go ahead. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that they were like, I mean, what you said made sense that kind of Nirvana was done. Alice in Chains Mm -hmm. was kind of, you know. Well, and we're talking about boy bands coming in and Britney Spears. And like they they weren't here just yet, but like rock was, the grunge stuff was going away. Mm -hmm. You had more like new metal. The Creed was on the horizon. Nickelback was on the horizon. Um what you didn't, the thing you had in Pearl Jam was a rock star you recognized. You know, nobody knew who Creed was. Were Days of the New was coming in, mm. Godsmack was coming in, all these new bands that were kind of like faceless. Everybody still knew who Eddie Vedder was, so they still had this like band that was carrying the torch. And Soundgarden was still doing it too, mm-hmm. but um, not to the extent that like a anticipated Pearl Jam album would be. So. They pushed this album back. <clears throat> and what I didn't talk about the first time that I should have is how I think huge Frog Stomp was, which was Silverchair's first album. Dude, what a badass name for an album, yeah, first of all. Right. Frog Stomp is sweet. Um, <clears throat> I didn't look this up, but I'm pretty sure I remember. <laughs> so hopefully this isn't 
do some fact checking if you like, but be nice if I'm too wrong. <clears throat> Silverchair, the members were like 16 years old when they did Frog Stomp. And when, and I think they got that studio time because they like won some radio contest. Hmm. And they, I know this is true. They finished that album in 10 hours. Wow. Yeah. And it sounds like an album that was finished in I mean, 10 hours. I mean, did they write all those songs? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm sure so, they were all written. Yeah. They just went in and recorded it uh-huh. in 10 hours, which if you haven't recorded an album, even if you've written the songs already, 10, out, 10 hours is fast mm. to like overdub and get everything, uh, you know, sounding the way you want it to. <clears throat> and it does sound like an album that was done in 10 hours. Like the guitar tones are all the same. Yeah. You know, you could, it's def, it definitely has a sound, but that sound is fun and it, like kicks ass Mm -hmm. right and that kind of like it it had its own personality because of that i remember having this one girl that i was like in love with like in eighth grade or uh you know i don't know how long it lasted but i it at least lasted into 97 because i remember her talking about daniel johns who's the lead singer for silver chair and how hot he was and i was like man i wish i had long blonde hair like Daniel Johns. Didn't you have long hair though? I had long hair much later in my life, okay. but it still wasn't blonde. Uh. Um, but anyway, the point is like, I don't know how to sit. Everyone was in the silver chair. Like in the, if you were in high school, I don't know how they, they played in college. Mm. There probably was an element of these guys are the same age as us, you know, but we're on the, this is an Australian band. We're like, who just rock. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is we might be on the precipice of a new ACDC. And then they lay this turd like freak show comes out and it sounds like the songs you're going to hear. So the first thing we like to talk about is what our favorite song off the album is. So Sam, what was your favorite song on this one? The door, bro. curious what it like you can (laughs) long pause pregnant pause as i think about the question i'm gonna ask there are some listenable songs on here yeah how is that why is that one the most listenable see that to me is just kind of like a blues jam kind of Hmm. this is like a songwriter Kind of seems young, kind of seems familiar with a lot of music, so he's just playing some jams, huh. and but they make it playable, yeah, relevant to the music today, you know. And then I'm a sucker for those drum fills, you know. Yeah. So, 
But that's I, okay. Yeah, I just, I think that's a jam, you know? Yeah. It, and I always like kind of experimental sounds, and that, it's kind of like has that, that like, sitar. sitar. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Dude, jinx. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I just think it's a jam, and um, it's jammable. You know, I should know you well enough to have anticipated that, uh, but I think now I, I get it. Because honestly, before, when I saw that you were like, the door is my period, I was like, really? The door of all these? Um, and it, you're exact, that is what it is. It sounds like they were just, here's a riff I've been working on. Yeah. And they just went to the studio and like, made a door song. swing. Yeah, they just made a song yeah. about it. Um, kind of reminds me of like uh, Sleep Now in the Fire, oh, that yeah. riff, even though it's like not nearly as hardcore as that. Is, would that be in the same place on a guitar? I think it is, yeah. probably. That I mean, I, I haven't tried to play the door, but uh-huh. I have a f- from listening to it, I think it's probably like an open A. Uh-huh. And then uh, with, that would be the drone. Or part yeah, of the drone, note, drone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a cool song. It's not my favorite. Um, this this one is my favorite. This is called Cemetery. Need a change, not to imitate, but to irritate all the ones who hate. I may relate, always seem to get. That's about getting to the point where we're going to get sued. <laughs> but um, there was a lot I wanted you to hear in that song. Like what? All the orchestra stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of like bits and pieces of that song. That I like that song for the exact opposite reason you like The Door. That song is not a jam. That song is no. like carefully constructed, uh-huh. which is why I kind of like it. Yeah. But I also think it's interesting because it's kind of like signals, in my opinion, the death knell of... And the major issue with Silverchair that we have talked about 
you know, before getting on microphones. Uh. And that's it. They are major ripoff artists. Um, Dude. Now, I have a problem like labeling someone that, mm-hmm. sort of, because you never know what they're actually exposed to. And you never know, like, the time frames that they're, they've heard certain things. Like, but with Cemetery in particular, what, and maybe he would have come across this organically, but it's, it's Freak Show is where Daniel John starts to be the main songwriter, which is what often mm-hmm. happens with major bands is, th- is that the singer becomes the main songwriter like the farther they go. And this is the point where he kind of like, it becomes the Daniel John's band featuring two guys that are always there. Ben Gillies and, uh, Ben Gillies is the drummer. I can't remember. The, I don't even know the bass player's name. Yeah. But anyway, the point is that they, 90s rock music started to bring in violins and cellos and stuff with Glycerine from Bush. Yeah. And with, Nirvana's yep. unplugged album. And so that became En Vogue. And like, there are several songs on this album where Silverchair employs that. And mm-hmm. I just think that is just like, I don't think they came up with that. Just like, you know what I've always wanted to do is have orchestra in my metal songs. I think they were just like, this is what people are doing. So let's do it. Now, I think Cemetery has some really pretty arrangements. Yeah. They're pretty cool. Sounds like uh, some like India. Like yeah. Indian, like well, like what Led Zeppelin did with like some of the orchestra stuff they did, like uh, Page and Plant, not necessarily yeah. Led Zeppelin, but Page and Plant. Right, and, like, right. You've got like timpani in there. Yeah. You've got all kinds of stuff. That's a full on like orchestra. And um, well, I'm going to talk more about that later. Dude, but, but did it kind of sounded a little bit like uh, some Smashing Pumpkins there. Oh, yeah. Uh, disarm. Yeah. Yeah. It like, especially when it comes to the chorus and it's like, yeah, you know, it is. I mean, a ton of these songs sound like other songs. So let's get to the songs we didn't like. Wait, did we even mention that that was, we said that was our favorite, but I didn't call it the raddest. Those were the raddest too, in our opinion. Yeah. These two were the saddest too. What's the song you like the least on this puppy? Learn to hate, bro.
was great. Dude, that was... Well, that was great as I turned the mutes off. Dude, that was not tasty. Mm, no. What, I mean, besides what's self-evident, was there anything in particular you hate about that? Dude, the lyrics. They're terrible. That is also a theme of this album. Yeah. The lyrics are really bad. <sighs> There's nothing really more to say to that. You you don't have to learn to hate that one. <laughs> yeah. We're all born to hate. <laughs> it. Born to hate. Okay, here's my least favorite. That's terrible, too. That is terrible. You don't hate it as much? Not as much, but... I'll tell you what. We said this album is better than Lucy from yeah. last week. Yeah. And I, I do think on the whole it is. But this this one has way more eye rolls. Like, you can listen to Lucy and just be like, this song sucks. Well, that sounded like some Nirvana or something. Well, yeah, obviously. That this album is obviously post in utero and you pointed this out to me. Do you do you know do you have I don't know if you have notes on all the songs we think sound like songs from in utero on here. I don't have notes, but I have memories. Memories. Yeah. yeah. So let's work through some of these. So like we already said that Silverchair are kinda like they borrow things. Okay. So what does that look lie to me? What does that sound like? Ter- territorial pissings. That's what I think yeah. too. Now that's from Nevermind, but it's still yeah. like territorial pissings is the only like in utero esque uh, song on Nevermind. Yeah. So yeah, totally. And it's clear that like the reason that song is such an eye roll. So and I I said this already. Like there are so many songs that make you roll your eyes on here. It's just like they're so painfully derivative so like obviously trying to they they sat down and were like let's write territorial pissings mm-hmm. but for our cd yeah and that's what that is god that's awful um there was also um i mean there's a couple songs on here that are um did you have another one in mind that kind of sounded like something else was it uh no association yes no what one does that that one sounds like which one I can't remember, man. Uh, milk it, right? Yeah. Doll stag, just yeah. like that song. Uh, I pride myself on kind of having audio clips ready for you people to compare to, but there's just too many audio clips. It like there, there's four or five songs on this album that sound like other songs. Mm-hmm. So look up No Association and then just listen to Milk It from In Utero, and you'll be like, oh, those really are the same. It just brought me. To in utero, bro. When I yeah, when you were jamming, yeah. or just listen to in utero and then be like, oh, and then listen to freak show and be like, this is the same but crappy. Am I right? You are right. On a little bit, 
Not a hundred percent. There's differences, but anyway, and it's not just in, in utero they rip off of. Let's get to uh, the hidden gems from this album. Now, the hidden gems, if you haven't seen before or listened before, hidden gems are songs that were not singles that we find to be charming. Okay, our favorite songs that weren't signals, singles. So we have to go through what the singles were. We already, uh, Sam picked The Door as his favorite. I picked Cemetery, and those were both singles. The other two singles from this album were a song called Freak. singles that we're not really going to talk about for more than a minute but we had to get to the part where he said if only i could be as cool as you and just like that lyric sucks cool as you like you have a goddamn platinum record you mean to tell me that there are kids in your school or something that are like that guy's not cool but maybe dude maybe that's i don't know that's our audience you I, know? And, and i get i get that he might have felt that way. Whether whether that's whether that was reality, like that the kids were putting on him, or I mean, I don't even know if he went to school, mm-hmm. but like whether that was reality or like this uh like world he lived in where people didn't think he was cool. Uh the lyrics are still super trite. Right. Like just because just because that's true, I don't know, does not make that sort of poetry good like that's not interesting mm. and then just the i don't know it was tired like yeah. that the song it sucks anyway the first single was abuse me <laughs> Need to ask a question Calling out my name Nothing seems to bother Wish I had a Okay, so that, oh my, so that was Abuse Me, whoops. Um, So here's the, oh my god, what's happening right now? 
you guys weren't hearing that. There was a bunch of stuff in our headphones. <laughs> but um, so abuse me. That is kind of a cool song. Like I'm into that. Dude, I was not, bro. Really? Yeah. If you want to listen to a song that sounds just like it, it's called No Excuses by Allison oh, Chains. Yeah. Just the opening riff. Was that some minor chord or something? No, no. It's what they do. It's actually a major chord, but they leave the high E and the high B strings open, which gives it that like spacey yeah. sound. That's for people who will say things like, Oh, there's only twelve, you know, notes, so like your boundary rate doesn't have that is a lame, lazy argument for well every song's a rip off of everything else mm-hmm. that is so lazy like you can tell when someone is, has uh when someone is just i don't know it's not really plagiarism but they have taken this idea and been like let's use that exact thing that exact trick in this song and i can you know this one isn't as obvious how do you feel about it bro since you're the allison chains fan it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I actually think it's, you know, I'm more, I lean more on the side of imitation as the sincerest form of flattery. So it doesn't, I, I don't, it doesn't sound enough like no excuses overall mm-hmm. to annoy me. Now, uh, some other songs we go over do annoy me, but that I'm just pointing out, there's another song that's like, oh, the f- whole main lick here is the same main lick as no excuses. Were you going to say something? Were you going to add something? I don't think so, For bro. some reason, I thought you were. So those were the singles. So we couldn't pick from those. So Sam, Hidden Gem Time. Hidden Gem, bro. Just so you know. Treasure I did, Chest. I did let you pick two. You did? Yeah, because Sam, we, we know what these are going to be beforehand, so I can like prepare the songs. And uh, you sent me two. They were they were both worthy so you tell me which one you want to hear first. What, what's your first uh, hidden gem? Slave, bro. Sam, you got that main riff in your head? Got it. Does that sound familiar too? Dude. (laughs) Those are pretty damn similar, wouldn't you say? Dude, so similar that I don't know. Yeah, right. there's not much you can say other than I think they ripped that off. Yeah. Um, the first one was Slave by Silverchair. The second one was a little song called I Don't Know Anything by Mad Season, which was a super group 
with some members of um, Screaming Trees, Mud Honey. I can't remember mm. one of the t- maybe both. Um, but the important people were Mike McCready from Pearl Jam and Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a single. It wasn't like they ripped off some mm-hmm. obscure <laughs> song. Like that what was on was the radio. Song? 95 oh 94 really? 95 oh yeah. damn yeah so maybe it was even earlier it might have been 93 it's not that important although it was recent and clearly they were aware of it because mm-hmm. that is the same yeah um so anyway but i still like slave slave was maybe gonna be my um hidden gem because that well, I'll let you. Why do you like it? It's your Dude, the choice. the riff, bro. The riff is sweet. Yeah. Not just the one they ripped off, but the opening one that's like, Actually, I kind of like that one better. Dude, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of like the tone, too. I do, too. It's yeah. like a it's like oddly, scratchy. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not just like a full-on distortion. It's kind of yeah. like a... Um, there's something really digitized mm-hmm. about it. I don't know how it uh-huh. looks, but like it's through some sort of filter. Yeah. It makes it sound cool. Um, but then they get to the chorus. I forgot. They ripped off two songs here. I don't know how familiar. We've mentioned Hey Man, Nice Shot before on this show. And if you know the chorus really well, it, 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 it sounds something Get ready. Not the not the vocal line, obviously, uh-huh. but the guitar part is like the same. Yeah. Good idea. Rip off two different songs for the same song. Makes for one cool song. One cool yeah. song. Anyway, what was your second one? Dude. Pop song for us rejects. Nobody on Periscope cited me, no, but no one. I think you can see song for us rejects um you picked really good hidden gems ones that i wanted to talk about slave because of all the ripping off uh, what what is it about that one that you like i just think it's kind of catchy it is yeah i think I that's d- why they called it that pop song yeah uh. um 
to me, the reason I'm glad you picked it is because this sounds most like new silver chair. Like oh. the so we alluded to this already. Silver chair starts to evolve into this like orchestra group. Their next album after this, Neon Ballroom, has even more songs that have like orchestra out in front. On this on this album, it's pretty much Cemetery and Petrol and Chlorine. Those are the like ballads that have a lot of orchestra. Lots of other songs have strings and stuff, but those are the ones that have like full on orchestras. But Neon Ballroom has like four or five, hmm. and then Diorama, which is like two thousand, I don't know, four maybe maybe even later than that, every single song is like full on Broadway show, like orchestra. Oh, it's barely a rock album, but pop song for us rejects sounds most like what they do, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, have an acoustic guitar with like soft violins in the background. Then they do a pre-chorus that has a bunch of like orchestra parts weaving in and out. And then a heavy metal chorus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's a lot of that. It's actually not bad. It's better than this. That's for sure. It's at least different. Hmm. Um, I You could argue that their new stuff is at least like so wildly, hardly rock. I mean, it is. It's really hard to describe. Yeah, you were playing it, and I was like, this is them now? Yeah. Like, you know, kind yeah. of thing. I was like. Yeah, it's totally different, which I guess is valuable on its own. If I knew more about that type of music, I guess I'd be able to judge it more confidently. But um, if you like what you heard from Pop Song for Us Rejects, you might be into Silver Silver Chair's later stuff. Um, My hidden gem was this song called Nobody Came. listen to all of that but um a lot of that song is kind of the same thing over and over which is usually not my jam but what i like about that is that it is a jam (laughs) what what i mean is that sort of like you were talking about earlier with the door like that's just like him sitting on one chord Mm. like a droning low like an a minor or something that's what i'm guessing it is and just like it's a it's hardly a riff. It's hardly a song. He's just sitting down there like don't 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 very easy mm-hmm. and they turned it into a song that by the end like rocks really hard. It's just a cool sounding song. Yeah. 
It's monotonous, but it's like evil sounding. I'm into that song. Dude, metal. Yeah, it's metal. And then they end it with the closing, which is a shit song. Oh, Why yeah. Why didn't they just leave that? That song, Nobody Came is 12. The closing is 13. Just leave the closing mm-hmm. off. That's Nobody Came is six minutes long, and it rocks. Just let that be the end. Yeah. Has a terrible guitar solo at the end, though. Did you listen to the... Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Dude... I know people don't care, but I'm fast-forwarding. There's a guitar solo at the end of this song. I actually went just like a little too far. (laughs) I actually went a little too far. Like it, It was bad before that, too. But it's you didn't need to do that. Dude, that sounds like a person that does not know no, how to play guitar. Yep. It's like one note in the wah pedal the whole time. Dude, you said exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. That's great. I love it when you do that. You you know so much more about guitar than I know about drums that it's it's always like refreshing to hear you say exactly what I was going to say. Dude. It's like they gave a monkey a guitar and yeah. a wah pedal. And they're like, let's <laughs> yeah. see what this monkey comes up with. He plays the uh, solo for <laughs> for, the, for for nobody came. That's what happens. Okay, that's it for freak show, and that was a solid forty-one minutes, dude. I told you this was gonna be long, dude. Long like Moby Dick. <laughs> the, the book, the book, <laughs> and the song. All right. So, in the event that we end up splitting this episode, which I think we are for the podcast, because otherwise this is gonna get like unbearably long to listen to. Um, we need to split this up for the YouTubes. I think now is the time. Now? Yeah, go up and press that camera. Press it. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm going to prep. No, I can't prep because we want to wait until the camera starts. For you podcast people, we have already talked about how we do not have a... Oh, you don't have a cart? Oh, we don't have a card in there. That's the problem. Here's a here's a pause. Oh, and we're back. This is great. So we're going to start. For seg- the people on Periscope, Yeah. if they comment something, I'll buy the McDonald's. Nice. Now, do you see that? Free McDonald's. Dude. And that goes... Even if you're not watching live, even if we watch this, like you pulled, you're sitting, up, taking your morning crap. McDonald's breakfast. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So you're taking your morning shit, and you're like scrolling through Twitter, and you're like, "What is this video?" And then you open it up, and you're like, "Dear Lord, it's two hours long," and you've made it to this point. Sam will buy you. Just make Dude. a comment. Sam will buy you McDonald's breakfast, which is good anytime now. Dude. Which is old hat. To the end of time. It's been all day breakfast for like three years now. Dude, yeah, they're not getting rid of it. No, no. Okay, so to start segment, well, this is kind of like segment three, but part two of today's episodes, depending on how we look at it, we're going to do Craig's Crazy Questions, which we don't have a theme song for. Craig's Crazy Questions, yeah. Oh, sorry. I wanted it to be like a quick blurb. All right. All right. So, Craig, 
gave me this question for the week. Craig, my coworker, who likes to give me fun questions. This question is fun. Difficult, but fun. What band do you think has evolved the most over their entire like rockin' career? Like some so from album one to now, if they're still around. Or from album one to their last album, which band evolved the most? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Dude, I'll just say my blurb. Okay. You know, I don't blurb really it. have a answer, but I have a blurb. Okay, let's hear it. So like you could easily say the Beatles, you know. You would not be wrong to say the Beatles. You know, I mean, every they got their jams, you know, they yeah. every album was pretty much different for the most part, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. But I want to stick with my roots, man. Okay, stick with them. Metallica. Uh-huh. Explain to the people who might. There are people out there, sometimes we forget this, So that don't realize that Metallica doesn't sound like Enter Sandman all the time. Right. So in the 80s, Metallica was, uh, you know, this thrash metal band. And then the Black Album is pretty much different from, you know, the 91 was the Black Album, Enter Sandman, and. And then kind of the mid-90s was Load and Reload, which they kind of went even further in the commercial music scene. And then they kind of... I mean, those were like their last two original albums of the 90s. They had S&M and Garage Inc. Yeah. (laughs) That breath. Oh. Oh, Yeah. And then 2003, they had St. Anger, which I was... I think they're trying to get in that... what they call like that metal scene, like Slipknot and no yeah. guitar solos on that album. And then like 2008 death magnetic, you know, they, they just More always, yeah, they just adapt one. to the market, you know, and that's evolution, man. They're surviving. Yeah. They're surviving, bro. And, <laughs> do you like that? Do you like that kind of like, yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Even though now I'm, I'm cherry picking the, term you used which isn't fair but like you said they evolve like to match the time period like aren't metallica fans i know aren't they angry about that don't they a lot of them just wish they'd do what they did and kill them all and ride the lightning i I mean i don't know but to me that's like why i'm a metallica fan okay you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i do yeah because they're just they do what they want to do. Dude, and I think um I think I can give you a couple of examples why I think your perspective is correct, okay? I can't be sure that my life selling shoes applies, but in my day job I sell running shoes. And runners are a picky bunch and they once they find something they like they want it to always be that Mm -hmm. so like when a shoe comes out and it's great they want that exact same shoe forever at least that's what they'll tell you yeah right but the problem is that these companies update the shoes and they make them different and you know put new features in them and the customers claim to hate them and maybe they do like at first but they, they always find something different. And anyway, the long-winded point I'm making is people think they want something, but they don't mm-hmm. realize. If they actually had the same thing forever, they wouldn't like it. If, yeah. if Metallica actually made the same records like Ride the Lightning and Kill Em All and just stuck with that forever, they would lose a lot of the fans they had. 
and they they would still have like their core group of fans, uh, right? But they they wouldn't have new fans, obviously, mm. and they'd lose a lot of the fans they did have. Um, and <laughs> and the other half, the other side of that is that the people who were never fans would absolutely hate them as as long as they were famous and they kept doing the same thing. Yeah they would absolutely be hated on by everyone else. And my second example of that is Nickelback. Like mm. Nickelback is people are like, Oh, they're the, it's very like cool to say Nickelback sucks and they're the worst band in the world. That's just cause all they do is make the same record over and over that their fans fucking love dude. But they like, like what's wrong with that? Or like Nothing. ACDC. ACDC is a motorhead. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the, in a way, those might actually be... Slayer. Yeah. In a way, those might be counterpoints to me because cause people don't hate on them the same way. But they're oh, also... Right, not, right. But they it's the same kind of thing, though. Yeah. You know? And they, those they, bands are not as famous as Nickelback, at least in the yeah. entire... Musically, they are, but not not to like the average like mom, mm. you know? Um, so, yeah. That's a good call. But, and I also think for good... I like that they changed too, you know. Pe- people think they know what they want, but if Metallica really didn't change, it would not be for the better, dude. Yeah, it's good, that, and and I think it made Death Magnetic that much better, dude. Because well, like Death Magnetic, they went back to it. They went back. They simply went back. <laughs> they simply they went, went back. Simply went back. Yes. Bro. Um, so I'm gonna cheat. Not, it's not one of those cheating things where I'm like. I went out to, you know, make a mockery of this question, but this whole we've all we've spent this episode talking about is Silverchair, and now that I've thought about it, I can't get it out of my head. I think my answer is Silverchair. Really? I think you're right. You could argue the Beatles, but my YouTube's not working right now, and we but we just talked about how Diorama is this like giant orchestra band. They were not that on Frog Stomp in 1994. When Frog Stomp came out, that was just a metal album, at least a heavy, heavy grunge album, and and Diorama is like just uh, a barrage of cellos and horns and uh, everything that you normally wouldn't associate with metal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I, I think people who are familiar with this. Um, People who are familiar with this might think of Metallica's S&M like, oh, this is what they must sound like. Hmm. Like rock music with an orchestra as like the backdrop. And that's not what it is. It, it's almost like the guitars are occasionally the backdrop. Uh, we finally got this up here, so I'm going to play a little of it. Across the night Was the moon that stole my slumber Across the night I I fell in love with people That's the whole album. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, that's much different. 
I I hate it. I I hope Craig didn't hate my answer there because I think really what Craig wants to know is or would prefer that answer to be is something that is one not quite so obvious and you have to like argue that it's a lot different somehow. No one can argue that that's different from Frog yeah. Stomp. Like you can uh you could s- use some nuance and say like well at its roots Metallica was still like even when they were doing speed metal like James Hetfield still had melody and whatever it would be bs but you could you could make like a little argument against it you can't argue that that's not totally different from yeah. Frogst <laughs> yeah so um i mean i could see a little bit of freak show in that like with yes. the strings and yeah. stuff but yeah yeah man i mean and i already said like Freak Show was step one towards getting to that, and Neon Ballroom was step two. Um, and there were more songs on Neon Ballroom that, like I said, it, it was like the middle ground. More songs on Neon Ballroom that went almost full orchestra. Um, and uh, actually, I'm trying to bring up one right now. If I could work faster on the computer, here it comes. I'm going to have to skip an ad here. This is great radio right now. Um, so here you go. Four, three, two, one. That's me skipping an ad. Now it's loading. Oh, this is horrible. This is so bad. Forget it. Just go on YouTube and look at emotion sickness. That's up here. And just like that, here it is. So there it is. You get the picture. Okay, we've had an. That's enough. That is effing Please. enough. I know we got to move on. Okay, we're definitely splitting this into two eps. One, two, three. Boys go into the liquor store where they sold their soul. 